Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, it's another episode of Awkward Sex in the City. I hope you guys are doing okay. I hope you guys feel safe. Again, if you don't or just want to talk or anything, email me. If I haven't emailed you back, I have seen your email. The first few emails I got, I thought I like had um, responded too quickly and like I didn't give the emails enough thought. So now I'm kind of like taking my time to make sure like the email back is thoughtful. But it's a solo episode. I This is dedicated to Karen who is risking her life right now uh, dealing with coronavirus shit. And I thank you so much. We thank you so much. I'm glad that I can help in any way to keep you sane. This one's for you. So I just go into like, I go like on a lot of different paths. I would written notes about things I was going to talk about in my past. A lot of those don't get talked about because the fun thing about talking, um, this happens a lot to my guests too, is... um. You kind of forget a lot of stuff until you start talking and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Let's talk about this. This kind of happens. There's stuff about my OCD. There's stuff about masturbating. There's stuff about like times that I was like young and dumb with boys. Um, I think you'll enjoy. <laughs> Half the time I'm cringing as I talk into the microphone. So I hope, I think the more I cringe, the more you will enjoy. Guys, welcome back to Awkward Sex in the City. We've made it another week. Um, it's mon- I'm recording right now, and it's Monday, April for- uh, 14th, April 13th. So you'll be hearing this on Wednesday, so it'll actually be two extra days for me. Oh, God. I made the mistake of reading um, the news before I started podcasting, and that was a mistake, guys. Reading a lot about the Postal Service. Um, uh, that's not good. Um, and then reading that Trump is deciding whether or not to open the economy in May. Um, that's not a good decision. Woo! Um, but if you are, if you've seen that, if you've been reading the news too, if you're freaked, um, just remember that the states hold a lot of power over things like that. So I even like if you're in New York, even if Trump decides to make the terrible decision of opening the economy and forcing people back to work um, and ending social distancing, uh, Cuomo is most likely going to be like, "Mm, fuck no. So yay. Um, I'm really trying not to have like downer episodes, but it's really hard being in the epicenter and not just being filled with like anxiety or like this calm worry or or what have you, however you are dealing with it. I burped. I don't know if the microphone just picked it up. Um, that's my anxiety. I seem to burp more when I'm anxious. I did though, I get a comment on my Instagram last week from someone saying that uh, my podcast is keeping them sane while they you know, risk their fucking life during this shit. Um, and truly, thank you. Uh, so this podcast is uh, dedicated to you, Karen. Um, I'm so glad that 
I'm helping you and I can somehow now make this about me. I sometimes think that's why comedians and are really struggling. Like, it's weird. I, I've talked to a few friends that are like, I don't miss getting on stage. I don't know what that means. And I, we will get to awkward sex, I promise. And I think what it means, because I also have been like, I miss performing. I miss the intense gratification of of that laughter and the rush and the adrenaline rush. Like there's nothing like it. Like, and I, and I say this and I fully mean it a room full of like a hundred plus people while you kill on stage feels better than any orgasm I've ever had. Like, and I've had a lot and I've had some great ones. It's not the same, but I don't necessarily miss the rigmarole of it. And in New York and in LA, we're like in Chicago, we're we're anywhere, we're anywhere anyone was performing. There's no more competition, or at least there's no feeling of competition. I think some people are feeling weird because a lot of people are, you know, they're making their shows into Zoom shows or live YouTube shows. I've had no interest in doing that with Awkward Sex in the City because I don't think they translate well. I don't think the Zoom and the live show the the like quote unquote live YouTube shows are are doing that well because you lose that instant gratification. You need that laughter. Like if you watched SNL at home, they when they did weekend update, they um had some people on a Zoom call that could laugh through it. And um it was just weird. Like the laughter came at the wrong times. It was like messing up the punchlines. So it's not my thing. I'm just, I'm just not into it. Uh, if that works for you, fuck yeah, do your thing. You know, you're finding ways to make money. You're finding ways to pay comedians and artists. I fucking love it. It's just not my thing. Um, but because of this, because there is this weird new medium that we have to work through or not work through, for, at least for me, I feel like absolutely no competition anymore or absolutely no more need to validate myself through shows or through laughter. And I don't feel the need to Instagram stalk comedians that I think are hotter and funnier than me um, or that I don't think are hotter and funnier than me, but I find myself obsessively comparing myself to them. So it's been like a nice like silver lining throughout all this bullshit of just like at the end of the day, does any of this matter? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Just, like, take care of yourself. And I've already gone, like, five minutes into this podcast not talking about sex at all for Karen. I promise I wrote some notes. I'm going to get hella vulnerable um, and talk about shit that I don't think I've talked about on the podcast or I've, like... So before I start talking about awkward, awkward sex, I had a little bit of an epiphany um, earlier this week where most of you probably don't know this, but Awkward Sex in the City started out as a blog in 2010, I think. I think 2010, I had just graduated from college. I was originally supposed to move to Chicago with my best friend, but that plan kind of fell through. And all of a sudden, I had no plan. Like Originally, I was going to go straight up to Chicago, live with my my best friend and possibly with her mom. Like we might've just like stayed with her mom for a long time, basically not paid any rent. And I was going to go to second city and take all these classes and be an improviser. And like, it was an amazing comedian and like make it to SNL and like live my dream. My dream for a very long time was SNL. And sometimes it like still kind of is. Um, but 
it fell through, right? And all of a sudden I'm graduating. It fell through like at the end of my my senior year too. So all of a sudden I have no fucking plan anymore. And I'm back in Stafford, Virginia, um, away from all of my friends, fully isolated, no creative outlet anymore. And I just didn't know what to do. So I think I... I hit like the very end or like the peak of blogging. I feel like like when blogs were like fucking huge and I made Awkward City, Sex and City a blog where I would talk about sex and my life, but I'd also talk about like a lot of other random things. Um, just what I thought was funny and some of it was, some of it was not, some of it was very hack material. Um, and then I kept it going until probably 2000 and 14, 2013, 2014, I got rid of it and I deleted all of it. I deleted every post. Um, cause at that point it just felt so foreign to me, like everything about it from my style of writing, what my voice sounded like. Now I was performing like for a long time. I just never thought I was going to perform live because I was afraid of it. Because what does that mean? How do you even start? Fun fact, you just do it. You just start. Um, because also like while I was still doing the, the blog, by the time I was in New York, um, I was taking improvised like improv classes and fun fact, I am a terrible fucking improviser, which is fine. It was a year, year and a half of truly just tears like every day and being constantly afraid of how I'm going to go back to class or do any goddamn improv show. Um, because with improv, no one cares, but with improv, you have to fully trust your partner who you're on stage with. Fun fact, I don't trust a lot of people, especially with improv. Um, but it pushed me into storytelling and to stand up and doing solo stuff. Turns out I'm fucking great at that. Anywho, back to the blog, but like, so I was, it was just like such a different time in my life. Um, I deleted all of it, which is fine. I've kept a few of my posts. Um, cause it gets like, it's great. It gets so melodramatic with like breakups and like heartbreak. I kept a few of those and some of them was really good fucking writing, but anywho, what am I saying? So what I'm saying is though, back in 2010, well, it's not the same situation of like pure isolation, I did start it because I felt in a way um, alone and confused with my future because how was I supposed to get back to, how was I supposed to get to where I wanted to be, which was famous? <laughs> and I had adult braces still at this time because I didn't get my braces off until October of 2010 and I started this probably in May of 2010. And I just didn't know what the future looked like or how to get there. And graduating was a huge slap in the face because you feel superior and um, not immortal, but you just feel as if nothing can touch you when you're 21 and you just got your bachelor's degree at a liberal arts college that truly didn't teach you anything except how to properly socialize and put on a condom. But it created a path for me obviously, as now it's turned into a little mini empire and I have a business based off of the show where I can pay other comedians to do this and it tours and it's a podcast and all this shit. So it was a very winded way for me to say, I'm bringing back the block. I'm bringing back, I'm bringing back Awkward Sex in the City. It's going to go on 
the actual website, Awkward Sex and City. I'm going to make a tab for it. But the reason I'm talking about it on here, not just to like self-promote, um, is to let you guys know that I'm going to be looking for um, submissions. I'm going to be looking for for people to write for it too. It's not going to just be me because um, I want people – I want – to be able to create an outlet for people because right now, especially creative people have lost their outlets and that is really hard. So like, why not evolve with this? And so right now it's going back to writing. And I, I owe the first few years of my blog so much. I learned how to be funny on paper and then learn how to take, like, that's a huge step when you're going to be a comedian. It's just learning how to be funny on paper. It's very hard, but I believe in you. Um, but I'm looking, so start thinking if you want to write, if you, even if you're just bored, it doesn't have to necessarily be about sex, but I want it to be about you. I want it to be about your journey. Um, maybe it's stuff in the back that not stuff in the back. So that's happened in the past. Maybe it is bad dates. Maybe it is bad sex. Maybe it's good sex. Maybe it's shit that happened that isn't fun or nice or heartbreak. Um, Think like David Sedaris. Think like personal essay, um, memoir. Like that's kind of what I'm looking for. I want to hear your voice. I want to know who you are. If it's something you want to do, email me um, and let me know that you want it on the blog or that you want it read on the podcast or if you want both. Um, I have gotten a few emails where people tell me stories and then I'm like, wait, do they want this on the podcast or do they just want to tell me, do you want to like commiserate together? And I'm totally cool with both or either. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, if that's something you're interested in, again, email me, uh, DM me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm very excited and intrigued of what this is going to look like because honestly, I don't really know what it's going to look like. And when I did it in 2010, I also didn't know what it was going to look like. Uh, and that's, as scary and kind of cool and for us to trust the unknown because right now we're all very scared that we have no control of the future unless you're not good for you that's amazing i am type a with ocd to not be able to control the future is a goddamn nightmare uh and luckily i still had a few outlets where i can explore that and what it means and um just, I mean, even just getting to podcast is like a huge gift and privilege throughout all of this. And to be in an apartment that I like with someone that I like. Um, though me and Aaron did have our first quarantine fight, which was based mostly about my OCD because um, I hate leaving the apartment. Um, and so we were like trying to figure out when we're going to grocery shop. We grocery shop about like once a week. And then like if we forgot anything, we go out. Well, like usually Aaron will go out and grab it. Um, but I hate that. I like to just like get as much as we can in one week. Um, and I kept being like, do we go Do we go Friday or do we go Saturday? What's the better chance of like not getting coronavirus? Um, and that turned into like a little spat. Um, and we've talked about it. And we luckily we'll just like get like our fights are like we'll just get mad at each other and just like we're like shrapnel we're like mag like magnets opposing magnets that like go the opposite way you know what i mean you got it you get the metaphor um 
for like five or 10 minutes and we just get a chance to like collectively figure out what we're trying to say what we're trying to do which it's really hard to not like it's really hard to do when you're like in the moment and you're like mad um I don't know if that makes sense. But after we talked, I realized that was my OCD talking that was making me so tense because it was like the idea that like one decision could hurt us. And what is that decision? Like that's OCD talking. So if you're dealing with OCD, I'm really sorry. Just remember, this is really hard. Try to be nice to yourself um, and the people that you're with because it's sometimes hard to understand and just realize not that it's all in your head, but sometimes I have to be like, Nally, this is all in your fucking head. Like every choice you make doesn't make, isn't going to, I don't know. It's gonna, isn't going to make like this lasting impression. Um, it's not like some fucking sliding doors bullshit, which was a terrible fucking movie um, with Gwyneth Paltrow, but it's very hard to get away from that. Again, <laughs> this is not how I thought this episode was going to go. Um, so just back to awkward sex being a blog again. Yeah. Let me know if you're into it. I'm going back to my roots. I'm starting um, and I want to open that possibility for you guys if you want to be a part of it. Don't want to? Totally cool. We'll see what fucking happens. I have no fucking clue. Okay, Karen, this is for you. I wrote some notes. Okay, so I got my first vibrator from Spencer's. I don't know about you guys. It was just like the only place that... I knew I could go into as a 16 year old and like buy something and like no one in fucking Spencer's cared. I don't know if you're, they're supposed to ID, but it was not ID'd. I got a bright orange, like $10 vibrator. I named him, um, I named him Chewy after Chewbacca. Cause for some reason I thought that was funny and my friends thought it was funny too. And also I think the only reason I got the vibrator was because like, so I knew a lot about sex because of my mom, but like truly had no, no experience. My first kiss was when I was 14. And the greatest thing about that is like the first time my boyfriend tried to kiss me, I freaked out and backed away, but he had like his eyes closed. So he had no clue that I was backing away. And then he like looked up and was like, oh my God, what does that mean? Um, and we would go, I think, a month or two without kissing, um, which she was telling all his friends I was this weird-ass prude. And then I'd be like, no, I'm not. And they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, we do stuff. And they'd be like, you don't. He tells us that you don't. And I was like, well, maybe he's just embarrassed. Like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Who cares? Anyhow. But then the second, the, the then we finally kissed because we were all hanging out with like a group of all of our friends together and like another couple would always kiss and so he like walked me to my door and then like literally just like as I was like closing the door on him um because he had to go to his house he just like very quickly pecked me and then I like slammed the door shut in his face um and then we would kiss and then like that was it uh like I had no experience and then I would French kiss this guy my sophomore year who would later and that was, it was very bad, um, on my part. He was older than me by, like, two years, I think. Um, he was hot, but, like, truly an, an asshole. Um, and I feel weird saying that because he's passed away. He passed away, like, two years ago. And I found out because I was like, oh, I wonder what's up with him. And I Facebooked, stalked him, and I was like, why does it say in remembrance? Um, and I, so I feel shitty talking about feel shitty talking about someone who's dead um but 
I don't even remember how I met him. I think he like rode my bus or something. And I don't remember like why we started flirting. Um, he had a waterbed, guys, at like 17, which to me was just, oh, did we meet because of lifeguarding? No, I think we met before that, but then we both were in the same lifeguard class. We would like quote unquote study together and I'd go to his house. This is the, this guy is the only time I got in trouble for a boy with my parents because I would lie saying I was going to my friend Tanya's house and I would just walk back past Tanya's house and go to his house. But I swear to God, we like never did anything in his house. His room is in the basement. It was a waterbed. We would like flirt and like get very close to making out, but we wouldn't. We would make out for the first time on my back porch steps. And I was just kind of like, I never have before. And I like opened my mouth and just kind of like wiggled my tongue around in his mouth. And he was like, what are you doing? Um, so he did teach me how to French kiss, uh, but it was very bad at first. I would say it was probably bad for a couple of weeks. Um, and then somehow we ended up hanging out. We were at either, it was like me, this guy, and two girlfriends that I went to Catholic school with. I'm going to change their names because I think that's fair. So we're going to say um, Jackie and Molly. I was with, for some reason we had gotten closer after we had left Catholic school and we were going to separate public high school. So I think we were at Molly's house. It doesn't fucking matter. But we were doing like truth or dare or something. And so it was like truth and dare, like go into the bedroom with this guy and like make out. Um, and so I did. And then somehow Jackie and he did too. But I didn't know this. They both were like, no, we didn't make out. I was like, okay, I trust my friends and this guy that I'm sort of like making out with. That's not my boyfriend. And then I went back to my house. I wish I knew how I got there. Like, I'm wondering if, like, my parents were picking me up and dropping me off. Because there's no way I could walk to this house. Like, it was completely different. It was, like, miles away. Hmm. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But it was, like, the next day or something, or, like, a couple days had gone by. And I think I was supposed to hang out with the girls, with Molly and Jackie. But then Molly called and was like, hey, I just have to tell you something on behalf of Jackie because Jackie and the boy didn't want to tell you. Um, Jackie and the boy made out. We're going to call him Bob. Jackie and Bob made out. Um, and they like each other now. And they just didn't want to tell you. So they asked me to tell you. Um, and don't be mad at Jackie. And I was just like, oh, okay cool because I did not know how to explain my emotions at that point or what to say or kind of comprehend like what was going on and I just remember like I, I was like I got off the phone with Molly and like wanted to go take a shower and just like cried but then for the most part I was like kind of okay and like my friends my other friends were like yeah this guy sucks Sally like he sucks stay away from him um and I do I do stay away from him Somehow me and Jackie are fine. I don't know how I was totally okay with that because uh, it wasn't cool. Um, 
And I always thought she was like way hotter than me. So it was one of those things where, where you're young and dumb and you're like, well, of course this would happen. How could I be mad? She's so pretty and smart and funny. When like, I'm also pretty smart and funny. Like who fucking cares? Um, I'm pretty sure I was 15 turning on 16. So I just was young and dumb to understand. Cause yeah, we would still, we would like still talk for a long time. Even, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. We would still talk. And then, we wouldn't like hang out that much together, but I remember I had a crush on this boy. See, that my junior or senior year of college, so, like after after the Bob shit, and she's she was always like super adventurous and like outgoing, and people like love that about her. And I wasn't; I was very shy for a very long time. I'm still like quiet, but like I'm not shy. Like whatever, who fucking cares? Is like my mentality now. But I remember I used to like drive by this guy's house. Like I knew his house and we'd wave when we saw each other. And one time I went, like drove by and he was outside and he like did this like weird jig dance or whatever. Um, And like I was elated because I would always like overread too much into things that boys did or said. And I'd be like, this man is in love with me. I am marrying him. This is it. Because this is is what happens when you're like a late bloomer. You overthink everything because you have no experience. So I called Jackie I can't remember which name I was using I called Jackie and was like oh my god I just saw him blah 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 and she was like Natalie turn around and go back to his house and like ring the doorbell and I was like that is such a great idea so I like went back parked in his fucking driveway and rang the doorbell and I heard his mom being like oh that must be your father and then all of a sudden I'm like in his house and it's his mom and him and his like two brothers I think he had two brothers um like unpacking groceries and he's just like hey and I'm like hey and he's like okay bye and I'm like "Mm, bye and like it truly was one of the most traumatizing things I'd ever done in my life and I was like Jackie doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about um oh my god that guy actually lives in New York City now and is married to this gorgeous woman and I think they just had a baby but I've like never seen him in New York and it's kind of weird like New York is one of these like weird like sure there's like um, a few million people here but you still you run into people that you don't want to run into I guess I've just never wanted to run into him because I've always been so fucking embarrassed by that and that was almost half my life ago I was 16 and I'm 31 now that was literally 15 years ago why do I care um I don't even know if this is translating as awkward like I you can't see me but I'm truly like cringing right now as I retell some of this shit um (laughs) looking at my notes okay so okay that's crazy those stories that I just told you I didn't even write down that was all um inspired by one note uh which is being addicted to masturbating, which I was in high school um, after I got Chewy, my vibrator, which that, Chewy, you were a great vibrator. RIP, man, rest in power. I would ultimately throw him away when I was packing to move to college because my parents were taking me to college and they were going to unpack and I just... I did not know how to pack him without my parents seeing it. 
And so I was unpacking and I think I like waited for my mom and dad to like go to like Walmart or Lowe's or something. And I just ran to the trash can and just like threw it in. I don't even think I tried to hide it. So most likely my parents found my vibrator. But Chewy was amazing. $10. Got the job done, man. Fucking loved it. Um, Because I don't – I think that was my first orgasm was from Chewy. I don't think I really knew what I was doing with my hands well enough. But I knew if I put on Chewy right on my clit and let it buzz for a little bit, I was golden because I wasn't watching porn in my bedroom. Most likely, the Cosby Show or Full House or The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was on because I always fell asleep to Nick at Night. And I highly recommend it. But we didn't have like, you know, phones or cell phones that could like play video yet. So and if I was watching porn, I was watching porn on my brother's computer, which is very weird. Um, in retrospect, but it was either that or the computer in my parents' room, which I did not, I don't think I watched porn on it because I don't think I knew how to delete history. And so when my brother was like, stop watching porn on my computer, I was like, I'm not, even though, even though he had like multiple, um, cases against me, which would be literally the viruses that I clicked on or, the history, the user history. I'm not good with technology, guys. Um, but you know what? Thanks, Nate. Thanks for being cool and letting me watch porn repeatedly on your computer. You know, that was a cool, that was a cool brother mood move to like just be like, well, my sister's horny. Let her do her thing. Or maybe you weren't thinking that and you were just like, what, how can I stop this? And I, you just didn't know. Because I guess... Even if you banned me from your computer, I would have just found ways on your computer. Who knows? What what a journey this is for me and you guys. And to why awkward sex in the city is called awkward sex in the city. Because I will always be and forever have been this weird, awkward duckling. And you know what? You find power in who you are. And I... I'm glad I figured it out when I was older because I didn't get it when I was younger. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But but yeah, back to being addicted, I actually think that was tied to my OCD as well because it definitely had a point where I'd be masturbating like five or six or seven or eight times a night because... You know, I was a point in my life where I was like, oh, you know, religion's like no masturbating, um, but I love it and can't stop. So I'm addicted. Uh, so let me make it numbers that make it okay. Um, I wish I could remember the number I got to. I feel like I feel like I hit the teens before I was like, girl, step back. This is um, this is weird. This is weird. I can't remember. But my favorite part is every time I would masturbate, I would wash my hands, but I wouldn't wash Chewy. I need you guys to understand how disgusting this vibrator was. Anything I have put inside of me in high school, I did not clean. Like hairbrushes, Chewy. I remember putting Chewy in me being like, how far can I just get this in? And guys, it went far. Thank you. But it was just like, why did I not realize I should wash this? Like, not even just for like the cleanliness of, you know, putting something inside of me and it's dirty. 
um or like i don't understand why i didn't realize that like what if my parents found it and they found it cruddy like then my poor parents not only have to be like our daughter is masturbating but our daughter is masturbating and gross and you know maybe i didn't care because i just knew they knew i was gross already it was so gross i used to like me and my brother both did this for the record but um my parents always buy blocks of cheese which highly recommend but we were such little lazy fucks that we wouldn't cut off slices of the cheese we would bite into it we would take bites out of this block of cheddar fucking cheese usually mild or sharp though i prefer sharp or extra sharp or white cheddar um but we wouldn't even try like we would like try to cover our tracks which would just be us like biting into it repeatedly and trying to make a straight line with our teeth but if you know anything about me my brother um at least for me, I didn't have good teeth. So there was no way this was coming out as a straight line. It was crooked as fuck. Um, I need to find a picture of my teeth to put on the Instagram so you can so you can see it because it was bad. But like that, like it was like, oh, no one will know. No one will know. I'm so smart. I figured out how to be extra lazy. And it's like, no, you just made it way more obvious of how bad gross you are and then yell at us all the time and we were just like "Mm, we don't know what you're talking about we don't do that so i think my thinking of that time when i had chewy and was addicted to masturbating was if they found it i'd be like that's not my vibrator and just hope that that held up in court when my parents would be like it's obviously not your brother's um and it's not mine so who else is left Oh, God, this makes me want to never have kids because it's just going to be so hard. It's going to be so hard. Um, And for the record, my parents were never like, you can't masturbate. Masturbating is bad for you. They were never like that. I think they were like, no, explore your body. It's more just the um, fact that I am gross that I was embarrassed by. But But what's so great about being embarrassed by that is the fact that I have full control of being gross it was just laziness i just did not want to change and a lot of times i still don't like i'm gross in a lot of weird ways still um i'm pausing because i'm looking at my notes all right being addicted to masturbating i don't know what stopped it i really don't i'm probably what happened is i got to a number that wasn't okay to me in my head that i was like there always was one number where i was like okay that would kind of like kick me out of it and be like, so I could like watch this from afar and be like, Natalie, do you think this is normal? Or do you think this is, I didn't have the term for it back then when I was younger. Like what's like, is this OCD? Um, which is like the fight that me and Aaron had earlier this week. I was able, when we like went our separate ways to like think about shit, I was able to be like, Natalie, is this a normal thought or is this your OCD talking? Um, but you have to hit a point again, everyone's different, but you have to hit a point for me where there's just like some clarity to it where you're just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This sounds familiar. I've been down this path before. Ooh, ooh, okay. Okay, here's a gross thing that I did. This is in college. No, I might've done this in college. I don't have any memory of doing it in college, but I do have a memory doing it in New York City. So this would be, I'd be in my 20s at this point. So this is a really dick move. If my old roommates listen to this, I'm sorry. 
I wasn't the best roommate in the world um, because of this. But I honestly was, I think, a good roommate, <laughs> says the roommate that's not really a good roommate. Um, I think I was a good roommate because me and Matt lived together for five years um, in the city. And I think if you're not a good roommate, you don't live together that long. And then our other roommate, who I'm not going to say her name just because I don't know if she <laughs> wants her name said on a podcast called Awkward Sex and City. We lived together for four years. So... I was, I was a good roommate. We all had like our pluses and minuses. This was a huge minus um, on my part. And Matt and other roommate, if you're listening, sorry. Um, so uh, the most majority of the time I lived in New York City, I have been relatively broke because I was a nanny um, pursuing comedy. And there's not that much money in nannying or comedy. So a lot of times I wouldn't replenish my stock of whatever I needed to replenish. And so in this case, it was batteries for a vibrator. And basically one day, because my parents, not my parents, my roommates had nine to fives and I did not. I had a nanny job for 20 hours a week, which I was always able to pay rent with that, which is honestly, that's kind of cool. That's amazing. But so I was masturbating while they were at work and my vibrator died. And I think I needed AAA batteries for my vibrator. And I had none, but I knew my roommate's remotes were run by AAA batteries. So what I would do, <sighs> this is me being a bad person. What I would do is I would wait till they were gone at work. And I would take their batteries out of their remotes and put them in my vibrator. And then I would figure out which batteries, which battery combination would work for their remote because the remote needed less like battery power compared to Chewy number two, my vibrator. And I would switch them. But if none of the combinations worked, I would just wait till they leave, take their batteries, put them in my vibrator, masturbate, probably not wash my hands, take the batteries back out of my vibrator and put them back into their remotes. And I don't think they ever knew. But the fact that like I'm not washing my hands, that I'm just constantly stealing from them. And then like I would, you know, run out their batteries and then one of them would buy AAA batteries and then I would steal those AAA batteries for my vibrator because I was too cheap to pay, I don't know, $7 for a pack of AAA batteries. Like I remember being like, well, how am I going to masturbate if there's a roommate always there? And so I immediately memorized her schedule and I would, um, I think I had like a Tuesday, Thursday, like 8 a.m. class and I'd come back from that class and she was gone or she would just be leaving for her class and so she would leave I would close the door I'd lock it because our dorm we had a common room with like three other I'm sorry two other rooms so it'd be a total of six girls so I would lock it I never hung out in the common room either and none of my roommates were bad we were all just very like inherently different from each other and we all separately just kind of hung out with different people um, which is fine. Like, that's totally like, if you totally cool. So we were all like very respectful of each other and like liked each other individually, but we just like never hung out again. Totally fine. 
But so I'd lock the door and then I wish I remember the website. The website was pink and I was always behind on the times when it came to porn. Like even like a couple years ago, I was using YouPorn and I had a group of friends being like, YouPorn, why are you using YouPorn? You should use Pornhub. And I was like, does it make a difference? And they're like, yeah, it makes a fucking difference. And then I switched to Pornhub. I don't know if it really makes a difference. Who knows? Um, but this one, there was no like videos. So you had the link. It didn't even have thumbnails. The link would have a description of what the video was. And so you'd read it. Sorry, you'd read the description and then click on it and see if you like it. And I don't know about you guys, but like usually for me, I have to be like in a certain mood for certain things. And so sometimes it would take a long time to find what I wanted. Um, sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I'd be like, I have to remember this description. I like this description. Forgetting that I could just fucking bookmark it. I don't know. Um, sometimes my thought process is weird. A lot of times my thought process is weird. But one time she came home early while I was masturbating, but the door was locked and she was like trying really hard. She was like, Natalie, why is the door? Cause I put headphones on cause people don't need to hear me hear the porn. And so I didn't hear her at first. And luckily I heard her just in time before she pulled out her key. I was able to like, you know, take my hand out of my pants and like close the laptop. And she was just like, she was like even the third degree. She was like, what, why was the door locked? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I must have max accidentally launched it, even though you had to like deliberately turn it. She was like very like weird and like side eyed to me. Um, whatever. I like let her bring a boy into our room once and was just like quote unquote asleep while they like weirdly made out. Um, we're also we weren't like close friends, um, but we were very like civil. We didn't not get along. We both like respected our time and our space and like things like that. Um, but yeah, she's always just like, hmm. She's also very weird about farts. I remember being like, we can fart here, right? And she was like, no. And so I had brought this huge industrial fan because it. I went to school in Virginia and Virginia the summers were very hot and none of the dorms had AC. And so we played that fan in the night and it was so loud that I could fart as loud as I wanted and that was amazing but when winter came I was like I was like do you still want to use the fan and she was like no and I was like fuck um because I'm the I'm the gassiest at night I don't know about you guys one time she heard me fart and she was like "Hmm, what was that and I was like I have no clue what you're talking about and she was like okay and then I caught her pooping not caught her pooping like I didn't like see her like crouched down at like behind a tree or something but like the way our bathrooms worked you, every, they were shared between they were shared between basically 12 girls so you knew who was in the stall and it was her and I was just like why and it was like very smelly and I was like it's totally fucking fine and she took a long time in the bathroom which again totally fine but she came back being like I wasn't in the bathroom and I was like okay girl I definitely like brushed my teeth and like saw your fucking like slippers I knew it was fucking you it's fine. Drives me crazy. It drives me fucking crazy when especially women are like, mm, I don't, I don't fart. Mm, I don't poop. No poop. 
ever leaves my butthole. My butthole is only for uh, looking purposes and sexual acts. That's it. It's like, bitch, please. We eat. We shit. It's fine. So it drives me crazy. And that was actually kind of one of the main reasons why I was like, I cannot fucking live in these dorms anymore. None of these people are cool with pooping. And that's that's not cool. Just fucking, I need a private bathroom then. I also knew like every secret bathroom on my campus. The best one was like the fourth floor of the library. Like no one knew about it. And it was a single stall, bitches. Um, I use it all the time. I actually failed. (laughs) Now we're just going to poop. I actually almost failed freshman statistics, which sucked because I was actually, statistics was the only math that I was naturally very good at. Like, I don't know why, but stats always just clicked in my head. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to take stats. I needed to take an extra math uh, for my degree. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take stats. And I basically would ace all the tests, but it was an 8 a.m. class and my stomach, my stomach needs like, um, it needs like a cycle. It needs like its own little habits. And like waking up that early was like too hard for my stomach. And like one time, I remember, I think it was the midterm. We were in a different class for some reason. We were like in an art history class where all the fucking tables were right next to each other. And my stomach was gurgling like fucking crazy, like being very loud and just very embarrassing. And halfway through the test, I was like, I don't care. I don't care. And I got up and I handed him the test and it was like half completed. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, I'm fucking sure. And I literally ran to that secret bathroom and like blew it up. Um, and I don't regret it. I don't regret it. And that reminds me of this one time. I can't remember what class it was. I, I have a lot of vivid memories in this class because that class was, um, that class was, this is, I don't know, this is sad. That class was the class where everyone's cell phones started blowing up and um, people were calling, like parents were calling over and over and over again. And everyone was like, what's happening? Because no one, no one knew, like, it was really weird. Like, why are all our parents calling all at once? And um, what was happening was the Virginia Tech shooting and all our parents were freaking out basically afraid that like someone else was doing the same thing at JMU. And that's just a really horrifying moment. Um, it's like kind of like, it's kind of like, where were you when JFK was murdered, assassinated? Um, I just remember, I remember these girls that were very nice to me and they were sophomores and they were just like, why? They both like looked at each other and they were like, why the fuck are our parents calling each other? This is so weird. And I think they might've been the first to kind of realize what was going on. And it was just like this weird, like, hush over the class um i'm not gonna end with that um because that's a huge downer um and i don't know about you guys but that was like kind of the first time i truly i think under became aware of like how bad the mass shootings were in our country and had no clue how bad it was gonna get um because I was kind of young for Columbine. I think I was like 11 and I kind of didn't register what was going on. But um, so I have that memory in that class. And for some reason, the teacher liked me. Um, I'm, I was a good student for the most part. I, my junior and senior year, I stopped giving a shit. But for the most part, I was a good student. But I have this other memory 
of um in the final the professor was a lady she was like kind of an older professor and she's cool like she'd she'd been there like for the civil rights like she'd like driven down um for like the protests and stuff down to like Alabama Mississippi um truly like lived a life I think it was it was something it was definitely like a social studies class and it was a cool class but the reason I bring this up is because um I, her class normally wasn't an 8 a.m. class, but the final was an 8 a.m. class and I didn't sleep. Uh, I pulled an all-nighter for her class and I had two finals that night. So I pulled an all-nighter. I'm just filled with Red Bull and just like candy and stuff. So basically my stomach and butthole would like to explode during the final. And I was so stressed out (laughs) by having to poop um, cause you weren't supposed to go to the bathroom during finals, obviously. So, cause you possibly were cheating. Um, but I asked her, I was like, hi, um, can I please go to the bathroom? I'm so sorry. And she was like, yeah, are you gonna have enough time for the final? I was like, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Go to the bathroom. Shit. Come back. I'm now just like this stress ball of like just having shat as fast as I could. And I couldn't remember. It was like, who named the person that did blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I can't remember the name, but they looked like X, Y, and Z. And they did this and here are extra things that they did, blah, 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 to show that like I knew the person, but I was just blanking on the name. And she gave me a fucking A on the final, guys. Like I should have gotten like a D on that final and she gave me a fucking A. Um, So I was glad. I was glad that I checked, I that I chose pooping because I would have shat myself in that class if I had not. I think that was like my last final too. <laughs> I think it was my last final. And like I, I was getting picked up from school or my parents were like picking me up to like move me out um, of the dorm that afternoon. And I had not packed. I like put things like in plastic bags. My parents were furious at me. And then they're like, okay, go check your dorm room to make sure you've um, gotten everything out. And I just went up to my dorm room and I burst into tears and couldn't stop crying and I was out there for like 30 40 minutes just crying being like I can't believe it's over like what's up where you're gonna be like and there was this boy that I was in love with who would sort of like me too and one time we made out in his bedroom and I called him I called him Bob like the dude the guy that I was talking about earlier um while we were making out I was like oh Bob instead of this guy's name and he was like who the fuck is Bob and I was like what are you talking about I didn't say that um but we like left it weird and then I was like oh we definitely like are gonna be like a couple of sophomore year did not happen at all for thank god um he was so shitty um like he was such a piece of shit this is like a long podcast okay I'm gonna leave it at this so we exchanged aims because everyone still doesn't aim at this point and like we have each other's phone numbers he would ignore all my phone numbers or not my phone numbers you ignore any text I sent and I didn't send a lot I kind of got the message pretty quickly um and we would aim like every once in a while but I would like my summer was just obsessed with like running up to the computer and seeing if he was there because you know how like aim would let you know if they've been like idle for like a little while um and drove me crazy and I remember one time one time he texted me in the middle of the night I didn't respond right away. And he was like, I know you're there. I know you saw my text. And I was just like, fuck you, man. But of course, I was still obsessed with him and wanted this to work. 
but he was going to be an RA the next year. So he had like RA training or whatever. And long story short, he met a girl there at RA training, but didn't have the balls to tell me until like way later because I was definitely still trying to like hang out with him when school started like the first month or so. Um, they would end up getting married. Like they're married now and have like a fucking kid or like two kids because I Facebook stock and we're not friends on Facebook. No, but I just like in retrospect, I remember being like totally just like ripped apart by that because I would do this thing where I would go for guys that like I definitely didn't really find attractive personality wise or looks wise, but I was doing that thing where I was like, let me lower my standards so I could get a boyfriend because I wouldn't have a boyfriend all of, of, I'd have one boyfriend when I was 14 in ninth grade. And then I wouldn't have a boyfriend until like New York city. And like I had crushes and I'd have people that I'd hook up with, but I would never date. And obviously that's like my own shit for a lot of things that I'm not going to get onto now because this is a very long podcast. I don't know how much Caitlin's going to edit or cut out, but um, I think it's a thing a lot of us do or did where you just think it's, this is really cheesy, but it's the perks of being a wallflower quote where the teacher says, um, we accept the love that we think we deserve. And I was having doing that for a long time. I don't think I got myself out of that until, um, I was 24, 25 after like a really, really, really bad relationship where I stepped back and was just like, what do I want and need? And learning that, like when people are like, you have to love yourself to like love someone else. That's not true. I don't think that's true because how many times do we always love each other ourselves? Like a lot of times we don't, we're like, we hate this about ourselves. We hate that about ourselves. And sometimes it comes from a place of, you know, actually needing and wanting to change some things that we don't like about ourselves. And sometimes it comes from like hypercritical self-criticism and comparing ourselves to others like it's a it's a balance of like when is this good and when is this um not when is it useful and when is it not useful but yeah so I was doing it with that guy and luckily finally I don't even remember if he told me or if one of our mutual friends told me I don't remember but it ended and then I just remember being like well who who's next who who am I putting my low standards on now um I'll end on like the end of my junior and senior year of college. I would hook up with way more people that were, I was actually genuinely attracted to and that I had fun with. And, um, I thought were really hot. I remember one, this one guy I was hooking up with, um, I like, I turned to my friend cause we all like worked together and I was like, he's too hot for me. And she looked at me and she was like, Nellie, I, I think you're too hot for him. Like you're really hot. And I think that was one of the first times that I was like, while I was like kind of always hard on myself a lot of the times, I was also like very vain too. But that was one of the first times that I was like, shit, I am actually like really hot because like I've talked about in this past, I went to a weird school where all the girls were super hot, but um, it took a long time before I realized like, oh shit, like I'm hot too. I'm going to end on that. And that's where I'm ending. Um, that I'm hot too. I hope you guys know it too while you're in quarantine. Makeup or no makeup. I haven't put makeup on. This whole time honestly because i just don't want my hands very close to my eyes that's the only reason why i haven't even done that many face masks because i'm like but what if i have coronavirus on my hands though i wash my hands like scarily amount of times but yeah i will end there guys thank you for listening again i really mean it about the awkward sex in the city if you want to write an essay a memoir 
send it my way. I'll post it up. I'm I'm not even sure what my first post is going to be. I'm not sure if it's going to be about sex, but I'm just ready to get back to my roots and see where that leads because the first time around it has led to some really cool stuff. So feel free. I hope you enjoyed. I'm glad you guys liked this whole episode. They were really hard to get started and now I am obsessed with them because I'm obsessed with myself because as I said in the podcast, I'm really, really hot and interesting. Um, and I'm just so glad you guys think so too and are listening. Um, like, subscribe, feel free to email, DM, even things that you're like, I want to hear topics about this. These are guests I would love to hear because, um, I'm going to try to shoot my shot with some bigger name soonish um because like what else am i doing and what else are they fucking doing absolutely nothing because we are in a stay in shelter place stay in place shelter quarantine lockdown just put all those words in one sentence stay home stay safe wash your hands wash your butt um i love you guys and we will you will hear me next week <laughs> <laughs>